0: Oh, Heavenly Father and Lord, we thank you again for this day that you have met and allowed us to see as your people. We pray for your blessing upon your word, your blessing upon the hearts and minds of your people. May the Holy Spirit teach them the things concerning Christ, the things concerning their salvation. I ask, Lord, for strength this morning. And this day that I may be able to speak, to speak that which is true and that which is faithful. Help me, Lord Jesus. Help your people. I pray in your precious name. Amen. Amen. For me, it's about two in the morning. That's two in the morning right now for me. So I'm almost like I'm preaching in my sleep. (laughs) So if I sound like I am sleeping, wake me up. (laughs) Yes, we are from the we are in the book of John this morning, John chapter eighteen. The book of John. Chapter 18. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to read the text. And then explain the text. So that you see Christ in the text. Okay? This is what God recorded for us. When Jesus had spoken these words... He went out with his disciples over the brook Kidron, where there was a garden which he and his disciples entered. And Judas who betrayed him also knew the place, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. Then Judas, having received a detachment of troops and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, came there with lanterns, torches, and weapons, Jesus therefore knowing all things that would come upon him went forward and said to them Whom are you seeking? They answered him Jesus of Nazareth Jesus said to them I am he and Judas who betrayed him also stood with them now when he said to them I am he they drew back and fell to the ground then he asked them again Whom are you seeking? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I have told you that I am He. Therefore, if you seek me, let these go their way. That the saying might be fulfilled which He spoke of those whom you gave me, I have lost none. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Marcus. So Jesus said to Peter, Put your sword into the sheath. Shall I not drink the cup which my father has given me? Verse off. Then the detachment of troops and the captain and the officers of the Jews arrested Jesus and bound him. And they led him away to Anna's first, for he was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was high priest that year. Now it was Caiaphas who advised the Jews that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. And Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. Now that disciple was known to the high priest and went with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. But Peter stood at the door outside. Then the other disciple who was known to the high priest went out and spoke to her who kept the door and brought Peter in. Then the servant girl who kept the door said to Peter, You are not also one of this man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. Now the servants and officers who had made a fire of coals stood there, for it was cold and they warmed themselves and Peter stood with them and warmed himself. Verse 19, the high priest then asked Jesus about his disciples and his doctrine. Jesus answered him, I spoke openly to the world. I also I always taught in synagogues and in the temple where the Jews always meet and in secret I have said nothing. Why do you ask me? Are those who have heard me what I What I say to them. Ask those who have heard me what I say to them. Indeed, they know what I said. And when he had said these things, one of the officers who stood by struck Jesus with the palm of his hand, saying, Do you answer the high priest like that? Jesus answered him, If I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil. But if well, why do you strike me? Then Anna sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Now Simon Peter stood and warmed himself. Therefore they said to him, You are not also one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the servants of the high priest, a relative of him, whose ear Peter cut off, said, Did I not see you in the garden with him? Peter then denied again, and immediately a rooster crowed. Then they led Jesus from Caiaphas to the praetorium and it was early morning. But they themselves did not go into the praetorium lest they should be defiled but that they might eat the Passover. Pilate then went out to them and said what accusation do you bring against this man? They answered and said to him if we were not an evil doer We would not have delivered him up to you. Then Pilate said to them, You take him and judge him according to your law. Therefore the Jews said to him, It is not lawful for us to put anyone to death, that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spoke, signifying by what death he would die. Then Pilate entered the praetorium again, called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Are you speaking for yourself about this, or did others tell you concerning me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no fault in him at all. But you have a custom that I should release someone to you at the Passover. Do you therefore want me to release to you the king of the Jews? Then they all cried again and say, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. And that's the word of the Lord according to the Apostle John. Not this man, but Barabbas. The sermon of our title is, let these go their way. Let these go their way. Let these go their way. Let these go go their way. And number two title, Whom are you seeking? Whom are you seeking? The Lord Jesus is headed to the cross. I'm going to begin slow. Because I'm supposed to be sleeping. Keep praying for me. The Lord Jesus is going to the cross. Because his hour has come. The hour of his glory. The glory of the Father. The crucifixion of Jesus. And God is preaching sermons upon sermons on the work of Christ. In other words, what Christ came to do. And the Lord gifted Apostle John with such ability to tell the story of Christ in a very glorious way. And I would preach from the book of John over and over. I spent five years preaching every Sunday from the book of John. So the same teaching that Apostle Paul wrote in the epistles that is the letters is the same teaching that God gave to John but in story form form. yes and I love to preach Christ from the stories that God has recorded for us right from the Old Testament to the New Testament And we have so much ground to cover. We are going to go right to the text. Remember what I said yesterday. Preaching the gospel means working the text and showing Christ, the Christ of the text. And showing us What he did? The salvation of his people. If we do not get to that, we did not preach Christ. So if you want to imagine the telling of the story, as Jesus is going or is about to go to the cross, imagine someone with a camera who is following Jesus and everything that is happening as he is being tried to go to the cross. That's what John is doing. Because John was with Jesus. So John had the camera to record for us what was happening to Jesus. So the camera is going to lead us to what happened on Mount Calvary. Because he says, for this purpose, he came and to Mount Calvary he must go if he should save his people from their sins. Oh, yes. If Jesus had come and healed people and fed people and gave people money and nice houses, nice cars, and went back to heaven, all would go to hell. If Jesus came, gave you the most most handsome husband you ever wished for, (laughs) the most beautiful woman you ever wished for, the nicest guy, you still got health. He had to die. This is what he said in Luke twenty-two, verse twenty-four. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. How? By giving people free food, by giving people free money, this is how he was going to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That's Luke twenty-two twenty-four, and that is why Apostle Paul in First Corinthians six six twenty said, you were bought with a price. You were bought with a price. So Jesus must be betrayed. Listen to me carefully. But salvation did not come because of betrayal by Judas. Salvation did not come because of Judas. Salvation came because the Christ died. Yes, Judas was part of the plot. The part of the story of having the son of God to be charged and to be crucified. Because the son of man had to go the way that was appointed for him. Those are the words of Jesus. Jesus. The son of man must go. Must go by the way that was appointed for him to go, which is by the death of the cross. Yes. But then he said, but war is to the man by whom he goes. Jesus is saying, I must be betrayed. Because that's how I am going to die. But you are in trouble for betraying me. Judas had to betray Jesus. He was born to betray Jesus. Judas could not have yellow fever. He could not have malaria. He could not have COVID. Because God was keeping him. To betray Jesus. Because Jesus must die. And don't think you are better than Judas. You and I. Are not better than Judas. You would have. Betrayed Judas. If that's what God wanted you to do. Could not run away from it. So, Judas is not as bad as you think. He is just like one of us. He was just given work to do by God. And you cannot run away from it. So, the Lord Jesus had just finished making intercession for his people. In the high priestly prayer in John 17. If you go and read John 17. The Lord Jesus is praying for his church. He's praying for his people. And now. He's ready to complete his mission. John 18. Verse 1. When Jesus, Jesus had spoken these words. Those are the words of John 17. After Jesus was done praying in John 17. You see, Jesus was not praying for money. (laughs) Go and read John 17. Jesus did not say, oh, can you give my people money? He was praying for their salvation. He was praying for the important things. Money is not important to Jesus. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples over the Brook Kidron. It was just like a small stream. Like a small river. Where there was a garden which he and his disciples entered. So Jesus goes and his disciples went over this river. And this was... The fulfillment of David and his people fleeing Jerusalem, crossing over the Sam after David had been betrayed by Ahithophel, who was a picture of Judas, because David was facing death from his own son, Absalom. I hope you know the story. Yes. It's in 2nd Samuel 15 verse 23 and the full story is 2nd Samuel 15 13 to 37. I'm just recording it for you so that you can go and read about it. So Jesus is in the garden of Gethsemane. And he is fulf- fulfilling a lot of scriptures. ...as the camera is moving. So in the garden... ...we are brought... ...to the first garden. Pay attention. Jesus is in the garden. Why is he in the garden? Because... ...there was another garden... ...that happened... ...before Jesus came. And in the first garden... There was Adam with Adam sin and death and condemnation came, but in the second garden, with the second Adam, sin, death, and condemnation shall be removed. Remember what I told you yesterday there are only two people who are important it's Adam and Jesus. Adam is the first and Jesus is the second Adam. Okay? So in the second Adam and in the garden there must be a reversal of what happened in the garden of Eden. All these things are happening in and through Jesus. He has come to fulfill everything that was written about him from Genesis chapter 1 all the way to Malachi. So, let's go to verse 2 and 3 of John 18. And Judas who betrayed him also knew the place. For Jesus often met there with his disciples. Then Judas having received a detachment of troops and officers. From the chief priests and Pharisees. Came there with lanterns, torches and weapons. So Judas in his darkness. Disguised as light. With the lanterns and torches. Led a convoy of troops officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees these are the rulers of Israel and they were armed they were armed against God do you see how bad we are as a people they brought their guns to try and shoot down God (laughs) good luck with that Verse 4, Jesus therefore knowing all things that would come upon him went forward and said to them whom are you seeking? Jesus knowing not just some things knowing all things that is telling us that Jesus is God. Because God alone knows all things. Jesus doesn't have to tell you that I am God. It's what he says that proves that he is God. If Jesus says, I forgive your sin, it means he is saying, I am God, because God alone forgives sins. So Jesus was in control of everyone. I need you to listen carefully. This is probably one of the best messages that the Lord gave me to bring to you. Jesus was not a victim in the hands of evil men. Jesus was not overpowered by the soldiers. He was driving them to do exactly what they were supposed to do. Uh Also, I already made this point, so I'll skip it. When Jesus was on the cross, he was not overpowered by the nails. There are no nails that are strong enough to keep God on a tree. No, he gave himself to be crucified. So we were told that the officers who came were from the chief priests and Pharisees. What does that mean? It means they were representatives of the law. They represented the law of Moses. And the law is seeking Christ Jesus. Remember from yesterday. The law has some unfinished business with Jesus. So do not make this about the Pharisees and the priests. You will miss the glory of God's teaching. They were only representatives of Moses. They were representing the law of Moses. And so Jesus asked them, Who are you seeking? In other words, Jesus is speaking to the law and saying, Can you identify who is the man of interest? May you point the man of interest? Verse 5, they answered him, Jesus of Nazareth, exactly right. Because the law points to Christ. The law, when it's properly understood, it must seek Christ Jesus if it should ever be given what it demanded of a sinner. The law is interested in Jesus more than it is interested in you because it testifies of him. Who are you seeking? We are seeking not David. We are seeking Jesus of Nazareth because we have an appointment with him. Why? Why? Because Christ is the surety and substitute. The one appointed by God to deal with the law, to pay the debt on behalf of the sinner. I'll explain. The surety is the person who stands in the place of another if our brother here gets in trouble and he owes 20 million shillings and he doesn't have the money to pay yes. and I have the money to pay and I want to pay because I could have the money to pay but still not want to pay uh-huh. I have the money to pay and I want to pay yes. I can go to the court And talk to the judges and say, I am going to stand in his place. Whatever he owes, put it to me. I'll make it good. And I stand before the law as the surety. So Jesus is the surety. He is the one who was willing to make the payment and was able to make the payment. On behalf of all those that were given him by the Father. Okay? Surety is a very important word. You should understand it. Because it affects a lot of how you understand what the gospel is. The gospel was never given. Salvation was never given you and me to do it was always for Jesus to do. Yes, understand me? Mm-hmm. Salvation was from eternity Jesus' job to do. It was never yours. And so now, Jesus must be tried. There must be a court session. Because you cannot crucify someone Without having a court session. You cannot put someone on death row. Without a court session. You can't sentence someone to 10 years in prison. Without taking them to court. So Jesus must be taken to court. And Jesus must be found guilty. For him to be sentenced to death. So that's what is happening. So let's follow the story. Jesus said to them. John, John 18 verse 5 Jesus said to them I am he and Judas who betrayed him also stood with them now when he said to them I am he they drew back and fell to the ground Jesus said I am he yes. we are looking for Jesus of Nazareth and you know there are a lot of Jesuses. If you go online, <laughs> on the internet, there are a lot of people called Jesus. Yes, even here in- if you go yes. in Spain, you're probably going to find 100,000 people by the name of Jesus. Jesus <laughs> of you go to Mexico, Brazil, <laughs> we are not interested in those Jesuses. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we want the Jesus of Nazareth. <laughs> Remember what I said yesterday. Just because someone says Jesus is not saying they are saying the same Jesus. We are looking for the Jesus of Nazareth. This is he whom the law is seeking to put to death. But when, when Jesus said, I am. Jesus said, I am. If you come and And say, we are looking for brother James Goyo. And I said, I am he. Why should you fall to the ground? Or I'm looking, there's a brother who came here to preach for us. His name is James Goyo. And I said, I am he. Why should you fall to the ground? With your guns. Against a man who doesn't have anything. What does that mean? It is saying Jesus is God. They are worshipping him. Whether they like it or not, they must fall to the ground. And when he says I am, he is saying I am the God of the burning bush. The God who met with Moses. When Moses was talking to that angel, The messenger, that messenger is not just an angel. It's Jesus. When he says, I am, he's saying, I am the God of Moses. I am the God of your fathers. And when you come before him and he says, I am, I am Jehovah. That's what it means. I am that I am. And this is what it means. Jehovah means the one who has power in himself. He has life in himself. God does not eat Ugali to continue to live. He has life in himself. I am that I am. You go tell the children of Israel that I am, that I am, is the one who talked to you. <laughs> then he asked them again, whom are you seeking? And Jesus said to them, Jesus of, sorry, sorry, and they said Jesus of Nazareth. So Jesus asked them twice. Why twice? Because according to the law, a matter is established by two witnesses, two or more witnesses. So the repetition is necessary for the law of witness. And even if you go to the law here in Kenya, I believe that you cannot just go and accuse someone by yourself. Yes. They always require a witness. Yes. Do you have a witness who saw this? Two or three other people saw this. The more witnesses you have, the better your story. Yes. And Jesus is doing the same thing. Who are you seeking? Are you sure you're seeking me or you're seeking some other Jesus from Brazil? (laughs) Verse 8, Jesus answered, I have told you that I am here. Therefore, if you seek me, let these go their way. And that is incredible. And that's the title of our message. Jesus asked them twice whom they were seeking. And yet he said this. You see, if you're talking to Jesus, Jesus was very rough. The Jesus of the Bible is not the Jesus that people are hearing about. Jesus was mean. (laughs) He said to them, who are you looking for? He, he asked them. And then, <laughs> he asked them again. And he says, you're looking for me? Okay, if you're going to do that, then let this go their way. So why ask them twice? When you know you're the Jesus. Jesus. You know they are looking for you, so why are you asking them to say the same thing over again? A matter of witness, again, as I said. So, I am He is testifying of more than one thing. Number one, that He is the God of the Old Testament. Number two, that it is He whom the law and the prophets were testifying of. Okay? And I am He also is saying, I am the Lamb of God. I am the Lamb of God who has come to deal with the sins of my people. I am He who must be arrested. If you are looking to arrest me, then you must let these who are with me to go their way. If you understand this, you are blessed. Jesus is saying, I'm going to hammer this. I'm going to get a big hammer and hit this on the head until you get it. Jesus is saying, if you arrest me, if you put me in prison, you cannot take me together with my people. If you take me, then these must go home. If you take me, these must be set free. Except for the one Judas. Because Judas never belonged to Jesus. Judas was chosen by Christ. But Judas never belonged to Jesus. Jesus was not surprised at what Judas did. Because I've heard preachers say, well, if Judas could just change his mind, <laughs> he could have been saved. It's impossible. Judas could not change his mind. You could not change your mind. God has to change your mind. Amen. Okay? So if you arrest me, these must go their way. That was a command. This was not a negotiation. This was not a suggestion. It was a command by God. It was a gospel statement. It was defining the mission statement of Jesus, of why he came. And I'm going to call this conference they let these go their way conference let these go their way conference why because if the surety the substitute the representative of the people is taken to prison he is taken to represent all those that are in him if Jesus is taken he is representing everyone who was given him so they do not go together with Jesus to help him to die or to die for their own sins because the matter of salvation is the work of Christ alone that's what Jesus is saying if you arrest me then let this go their way. Because I alone is here to make the payment. Amen. So if he is taken, what should happen to all who are in Christ? Jesus says they should go their way. The question is what does that mean? What does that mean in the matter of salvation? It is saying the law. And this condemnation should have nothing on those who are of Christ. His people should go their way because whatever the Lord demanded of them shall be fulfilled. Shall be paid by him because the debt was put on him. The cash was put on him. Whatever God required was put on him. This is saying these who go their way, they have no condemnation. These who go their way have been made clean. They have been made clean by the word that he has spoken if the law or anything comes after those who are in Christ, he will say the same thing that he did 2,000 years ago as he would 20 million years from now. Let these go their way. Why? Because there is therefore now no condemnation for those who pray at 3 in the morning? No. <laughs> those who bring their money to the church? No. Those who are very diligent? No. For those who are in Christ.
1: Yes. That's
0: the only thing. Yes. There's no condemnation. Yes. No condemnation means there's no judgment for your sins. It doesn't matter what sin. But sometimes we tend to limit the sins. Because we think we are not able to do the other sins. Yeah? We think other sins are for the other people. We graduated from those sins. We have a gown. And a cap. We stopped lying. No, you cannot graduate from sin. Christ alone... Alone. alone. He graduated with righteousness, with a perfect record. Christ alone, yes. the Holy One of God, Amen. is the only one. As of, the rest of us, <laughs> you know the <this> story. <laughs> no condemnation, no judgment because of your sin. Between when you're born when you die. The sins that you know about. And the majority that you do not know about. No condemnation. Because he said let these go their way. Because I'm going to make the payment on their behalf. So arrest me. I'll make the payment. I have the ability to make the payment. Arrest me. And some fool is going to say. Or you can lose your salvation. You can lose your salvation. If you don't pray enough. Uh If you don't stop sinning. Who is able to stop sinning? (laughs) Salvation cannot be lost. Salvation cannot be lost. There's nothing that you can do. To take yourself out of Christ. You do not have the power. And you do not have the right. To take yourself out of Christ's possession. Because he owns you. He paid for you. Right? And he's not going to lose any of his sheep. That's what he said. I will lose not one of those that were given me by the father. And the Father will see to it that none is lost. And that's why we are coming to preach the gospel. Because none shall be lost. (laughs) Verse 9. That the saying might be fulfilled which is spoke. Of those whom you gave me I've lost 15 of them who didn't come to church. What does the verse say? Of those whom you gave me. Yes. I lost 25 of them. No. I've lost 100 of them. No. I lost two of them. No. I've lost one. No. I've lost none. No. I've lost none. none. Zero. Zero. Of those that were given him. Yeah. By who? By God. By God. I've lost zero. Uh So, how are you saying salvation can be lost? Because if salvation can be lost, you're saying Jesus is going to lose two, three, five, ten, hundred. So, would you believe Jesus or myself? (laughs) Believe Jesus. So, Jesus had just prayed in John 17 and said, Of all that you gave to me, I've lost none. Except the son of perdition. And that was a reference to Judas. That the scriptures may be fulfilled. Jesus lost none of those given him by the father. But losing them to what? What would Jesus lose someone to? Because if you are heading carol. We have a lot of lions here in Kenya. We have the Maasai and their heads of cattle, livestock. Yes. They lose some to hyenas and, and lions. But what does Jesus lose his people to? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Not to lions. No. <laughs> not to jackals. Not to hyenas. Jesus was speaking to condemnation. You are speaking to condemnation. And he was saying he had not lost any of his elect to condemnation. In other words, he came to serve and to justify every one of his elect on the cross. And once he died, none was lost. None was lost. Verse 10 and 11. The Simon Peter having a sword drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Marcus. So Jesus said to Peter, put your sword into the sheath. Shall I not drink the cup which my father has given me? Shall I not drink the cup of God's judgment that was given Christ by God the cross did not come because of Pilate Uh -uh. not because of Herod not because of the Jews the cross was given by the father to the son for him to drink Jesus says it's a cup To drink, to drink of what? Of God's wrath, of God's anger, through Him being punished on Mount Calvary. Okay. Now Jesus goes to the trial, and He is before the high priest. Verse twelve and following of John eighteen. Then the detachment of troops and the captain and the officers of the Jews arrested Jesus and bound him. And they led him away to Annas first, for he was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was high priest that year. Now it was Caiaphas who advised the Jews that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. So Caiaphas said that in John chapter 12 he prophesied and said well it is expedient it is necessary for one man to die than for the rest of the nation to perish but he did not know what he was talking about and yet God preached the truth through him okay so the nation should be saved through the death of the one man And the nation that shall be saved is the church of Christ. Okay? Now, Peter denies Jesus. So the camera is moving. We have been in the garden. Okay? Now, the camera is going to shift from Jesus to Peter. God wants us to know something about Peter. So verse 15 and following says, and Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. Now that disciple was known to the high priest, and went with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. The other disciple, John, that's John. But Peter stood at the door outside. Then the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to her who kept the door and brought Peter in. Then the servant girl who kept the door said to Peter, You are not also one of this man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. Pay attention to this. When Judas and his troops and officers, when they came to arrest Jesus, they said, We are looking for Jesus of Nazareth. And the Lord said, I am he. And when Peter was approached and asked about his association with Jesus, he said, What? I am not. Jesus is I am. And Peter is I am not. Because you and I, we are not. We're nothing. Jesus is I am not. I am not. Yes. I will give that as the title of the message. He is the I am. Oh, yes. Peter is I am not. I am not. Yes. <laughs> I am not the Christ. I do not cause the salvation of anyone. Mm-hmm. Jesus alone is I am. So Peter denied Jesus. And so did Judas. Peter denied Jesus. Yes. Did Peter go to hell? No. no. Did Judas go to hell? Yes. So what's the difference? Jesus. Both of them denied Jesus. Yes. <laughs> so why was there a problem with Judas and yet there was no problem with Peter? Because they did the same thing. The denial of Peter did not cause Peter any trouble, and yet the denial of Judas caused him trouble. Mm -hmm. Who is judging this thing? There's an answer, it's a very important one. Let's go to Luke 22. Let's go to Luke 22, beginning at verse 31. Luke 22, beginning at 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon. When Jesus repeats, it means emphasis. Simon, Simon indeed Satan has asked for you Jesus says the devil came to me to ask for permission people say oh the devil this the devil that the devil this the devil that the devil is like a puppy that belongs to Jesus can I say that again The devil and Jesus are not fighting. The devil is Jesus' devil. Okay? God created him. You can go and read Colossians 16. Mark it and go and read it. Colossians 16. All the evil spirits, you name it, they belong to God. (laughs) They are his things. Okay? But let me draw you back to our conversation. Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. The devil knows he must get some or one of his disciples. How did the devil know that? Because he was in the conversation of the crucifixion of Christ. He is part of the process. But I have prayed for you. That your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. But he said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. And Jesus said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crawl this day before you deny me three times that you know me. Uh-huh. yes. Peter denied Jesus. Judas denied Jesus. Judas goes to hell. Peter goes to heaven. What's the difference? The difference was not found in Peter. And was not found in Judas. It was found in Jesus. Hear me please. Yes. The difference between Judas and Peter was not their parents. Yes. It was not their education. It was Jesus. Judas was not condemned because he denied Jesus. Yes. Because Peter denied Jesus. Uh-huh. Did Peter not deny Jesus? Did Paul, who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, not deny Jesus? Did Paul not kill a lot of Christians? How then did he write the Bible, the New Testament? Did you not deny Jesus at some point? So why are you believing? How is it that you are believing? What is the difference? Who makes the difference? That's the question that we have to answer. Jesus makes the difference. Jesus prayed for Peter and the disciples. But he did not pray for Judas. Yes, I prayed for you that your faith should not fail. You are believing today not because you figured out Jesus. You are believing. Because he prayed for you. That's the only reason why you are able to believe. Okay? And also Jesus had pronounced Peter as clean, remember, in John 15. So Peter had something that Judas did not have. Judas did not have a high priest. Judas did not have an intercessor. Judas was not going to get the blood of Christ. That's the reason why Judas perished. It was not because Judas was just a bad person. Because he was not different from Peter. He was not different from anybody else. He was just not elect. Judas was not elect. Judas was not elect. He was not chosen by God to be saved. If you are not chosen by God, there's nothing that you can do to be saved. Remember what I said yesterday? There's nothing that we can do to be saved. What needs to be done to be served was for Christ alone to do. And he did it. So we are here and saved not because of something that we did. Not because we figured out Jesus somehow and chose him, invited him, and made him Lord and Savior. You cannot make Jesus anything. There's no one who makes Jesus Lord and Savior because Jesus already is Lord and Savior. You cannot make Jesus anything. Oh, yes. Yes. Jesus is he who makes you something. <laughs> wow. Glory. Jesus made us saved. We do not make him anything. He is Lord and Savior even if you do not agree with him. Yes. Does not change. Okay. Even if he serves one person, he is still Lord and Savior. Verse 18. Now the servants and officers who had made a fire of coals stood there. For it was cold and they warmed themselves. And Peter stood with them and warmed himself too. So you can tell that Apostle John is an eyewitness of what is happening in the story. Okay? He knows about the fire and the cold and everything. So now, the camera shifts away from Peter. (laughs) Back to Jesus. Verse 19, then the high priest then asked Jesus about his disciples and his doctrine that is his teaching. So the high priest was not happy with what Jesus was teaching. Like many religious people, the high priest obviously was a very religious person. The people who are going to give you the most trouble are not people who are just on the streets. They are the people who go to church. The people who go to church are your biggest trouble. Very religious, but they do not know the gospel. The high priest, very religious, and he's having trouble with Jesus. How can he have trouble with God? <laughs> Verse 20 Jesus answered him I spoke openly to the world. I always taught in synagogues and in the temple and where the Jews always meet and in secret I've said nothing. Why do you ask me? Ask those who have had me what I say to them. Yes. Indeed they know what I said. All those who have been taught of Christ they know what he has said. Amen. I spoke clearly. I spoke openly. I spoke faithfully. What do you have against me? Right? What do you have against my teaching? I spoke clearly and openly and faithfully. What do you accuse me of? Verse 22. And when he has said these things, one of the officers who stood by struck Jesus with the palm of his hand saying... Do you answer the high priest like that? Uh And I'm praying even now... That God granted mercy to this officer. (laughs) You're striking Jesus? (laughs) I hope it is well with him. Verse 23, Jesus answered him... I've spoken... If I've spoken evil... Bear witness of the evil... But if well, why do you strike me? If I've spoken anything that is bad... Can you tell the people what it is that I spoke? Mm -hmm. But if I've done and spoken that which is good... Why do do you then strike me? Then Annas, verse 24, sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. So Annas was a high priest... At this time of the trial. But he had been dismissed by the Romans... And in his place, the Romans had installed... Caiaphas, who was his son-in-law. So Annas was a high priest. Caiaphas was a high priest. But Caiaphas was the son-in-law of Annas. That is why you see them involved in the trial of Christ. But it was all by God's doing. Okay? He still had an important role to play in the trial of Jesus. And now, John switches the camera back to Peter. So let's go to Peter. Verse 25 to 26. Now Simon Peter stood and warmed himself. Therefore they said to him, You are not also one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. (laughs) One of the servants of the high priest, a relative of him, whose ear Peter cut off, said, Did I not see you? In the garden with him, then Peter denied again and immediately a rooster crowed. That's three times. That's a complete denial of Jesus by Peter. Exactly as Jesus said it would happen. So Peter was not as faithful as many people think. Peter was not as faithful as many people want to make him. He was just like one of us. We deny Christ every day. To one degree or another. I'm not lying to you, my brothers and sisters. We deny Christ. Every day. To one degree. But he does not. And cannot deny his own. Okay? Okay? Verse 28. Then they led Jesus from Caiaphas to the praetorium, and it was early morning, but they themselves did not go into the praetorium, lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. Pilate then went out to them and said, what accusation do you bring against this man so the Jews are getting ready for the Passover? Okay. They take Jesus to Pilate. So the trial of Jesus continues with Pilate. It is important to go to Pilate to have a proper appreciation of what is going on. Pontius Pilate was the Roman governor of Judea at this time. He was the governor, but he was not Jewish. He was a Roman. So he had the power of Rome over the Jews. So he is running the administration of the Jewish nation. And he also probably would have heard about Jesus. And he is in the conversation, in the trial of Jesus. And he has a question to ask. What accusation do you bring against this man? This is the language of the court, right? If you bring someone with an allegation, the judge is going to ask the prosecutor and say, what wrong has this man or woman done? What accusation do you bring against them? So that I may hear the matter and make my judgment of it. Verse thirty. They answered and said to him, "If he were not, if he were not an evildoer, we would not have delivered him up to you. If he were not an evildoer, yes and no." The Lord has done that, don't worry about it. <laughs> we won't lose the recording. I have three recordings right now going on. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So if he's if this man is not an evildoer, we would not have delivered him up to you. And that's true, and also it is false. Christ is now an evildoer, but for a different reason. This is the judgment that has come upon him because of the sins of his people, the very ones that he said, let these go their way. Christ Jesus has become like an evildoer because the sins of his people have been charged to him. You understand me? Yes. If I stand in your place, I become like the evildoer, yeah. right? Yes. But that's what I elected to do. If you owed money, as I said, I become the person who is in debt, not you, yes. right? So Jesus becomes an evildoer, even though he was not an evildoer. Yes. So. Here what is happening is the gospel term of imputation. You need to learn about this word because it is too important. I told you about surety. Surety is the person who pays for the debt of another. 100%. That's number one. Number two, imputation. To impute means to charge To someone's account. To charge. To someone's account. To reckon. To someone. Okay. Or to credit. To someone's account. So the. Term imputation. Is very critical. To the gospel transaction. And to our conversation. Around what happened to Jesus. Okay. So when we say our sins were put on Jesus. It does not mean. That Jesus became a sinner. Like you and me are sinners. It means. He took on. The sin debt. That we owed. And made it his. To pay. Jesus did not become a sinner because he is God. And God cannot sin. That is why the language of impute is very important. Because by that your sin debt was put in his account, what you owed in his account to make payment. But when he made payment, what did God do? He also imputed the payment back to your account. Okay? That's the whole gospel. Now, I need you to understand this. When you impute in the manner of the gospel, actually mostly it is the language of the courts and also of accounting, of imputing. But God was teaching us the gospel through all these things. As I said, everything that we do when we look carefully with the eyes of Christ, we see the gospel. God never stops preaching Jesus. Okay? So, what happened when Christ died is that our sins were imputed to him. And his righteousness was imputed to us. Now, when you impute something, there's no movement of material. Like if I'm, you see, this clock There's no movement of things like that there was no movement of sin from us to Jesus oh yes it was just a reckoning that whatever they owe Jesus pays and in the matter of righteousness there's no righteousness that actually moves like i become righteous in myself this is my point the righteousness that we have has been put in our account. We do not feel it. That is why Christians, even though they are righteous before God, they do not feel righteous. Yes. You are righteous before God. Yes. My sister, You are righteous before God. Oh, yes. But you are going to sin today. Yes. yes. So don't think that because they are sinning, Christ has lost you. No, imputation of righteousness does not make you a better person. It just makes you accepted by God. Hallelujah. Okay? Yes. So when you have someone who comes to this church, some sister who is on the street, and they come wearing minisket and you tell them, oh, sister, for you to be in our church, we need you to Go get some long dresses. No, that's not the righteousness. You're causing her to look at the wrong thing. Then she's going to think, I am righteous before God because I changed my miniskirt to the long dress. Uh No, she's righteous before God because Christ died. That's the only reason. Yes. Okay? Yes. Your miniskirt cannot stop you from going to heaven. I'm not saying wear miniskirts. But you hear what I'm saying? Okay, we have to preach this gospel. Okay, it's not what you're wearing; it's what Jesus has given you to wear. Hallelujah. Yes. So people go and beat on the heads on all these people who are seemingly unrighteous. <laughs> you cannot make people righteous by what you give them. They are made righteous by what God gives them in Christ. Okay? So the sin debt was imputed to Christ. All of it. Because if there's one sin that Christ did not pay, you are going to hell. hear me, someone? If there's one debt, one, one, that he did not pay for, we are all going to hell. But if you paid for all, it's <laughs> a <so> good news. <laughs> we are ready to go home. Real home. There is a home. Not this one. A proper home. Made by Jesus. That's heaven. When I die, I preach this gospel. Don't lie to people. He says, oh, he was a very good brother. He was a good friend of mine. I don't know. Tell them about the gospel of Christ. Yes. He believed in Jesus. Hallelujah. She believed in Jesus. That's a better testimony. Yes. Okay? Yes. So Jesus had no sin in himself. He was a holy and righteous man. He commin- committed no sin. Verse 31. We haven't even started on this. We haven't even started on this message. This is the beginning of it. Yes. So I get better. Then Pilate said to them, you take him and judge him according to your law. Pilate said, well, you have a law that can deal with that. You go and judge him, condemn him according to your law, and leave me alone. Therefore the Jews said to him, it is not lawful for us to put anyone to death. Yes and no, the Jews were lying. It was lawful for them under the law to stone someone if they were caught in adultery, you know the story, you know what the law said, right? So it depended on the context. But they did appeal to the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill, and said, well, the law does not allow us to kill, so Pilate, you deal with that. We don't want to be responsible for his death, even though we want him dead. In other words, they just wanted Pilate To do the dirty job for them. You kill him. Our Lord does not allow us to kill him. Liars. But they were playing in God's hands. Because God wanted his Christ to be crucified. A thing, the Jews did not crucify people. It is the Romans that crucified people. So God wants his Christ to be crucified. So what does he do? he brings the Romans in so that they also may be part of the story of Christ. The Romans did not come up with crucifixion. God came up with the crucifixion and gave it to the Romans to prepare for the dying of his son. Okay? Verse 32. That the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spoke signifying by what death he would die. So Jesus already knew that he was going to be crucified. Jesus was not surprised. He knew that from as long as he has been God, Jesus was not surprised. I want you you to introduce you to a verse in Acts chapter 4. In Acts, the book of Acts chapter 4, verse 27 to 28. The book of Acts 4, 27 to 28, this apostle Peter, he says, for truly against your holy servant Jesus whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together to do whatever they thought to do to Jesus. To do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Herod, Pilate, the Gentiles, the Jews, everyone who was involved in the death of Jesus, the one who slapped him, the one who was spitting, the one who was pulling Jesus' beard, God says, I raised them to pull the beard of Jesus. Everyone who came to spit in the face of Jesus, says, God says, I raised them. To spit at my own son. Because I'm in control of this whole thing. No one came up with this. This is God's business. The gospel is God's business. Okay? Even if he uses evil, it is his business. Okay? Verse 33. Then Pilate entered the praetorium again, called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? So as I said, Pilate is the governor of the Jews at this time. And he has had testimony that Jesus is the king of the Jews. And so he was curious to hear more about Jesus. And if this is true, then this is not good for Pilate. Because Pilate is the governor. He is the king of the Jews at this point, And he is hearing that Jesus is also the king of the Jews. So Pilate will be out of unemployment. It's like President Ruto, right? Hearing that there's another president here who has just been coronated in in Nairobi. Like, who is that? (laughs) Where is he coming from? So he must have interest. So Pilate is interested in that. Pilate is a politician, right? He has a job, right? And politicians make money from their jobs. And if Jesus comes and becomes king, there's no more money to be made. <laughs> Verse 34. Jesus answered him, Are you speaking for yourself about this, or did others tell you this concerning me? Uh, Pilate, so Jesus says, "Well, Did you hear this about, about me from other people? Or it's coming from yourself? Are you asking about me for your own interest? Or you're just saying things that you heard from other people? Why, Jesus? Are you speaking for yourself? Or are you just saying things that you heard from other people? Yeah? And I think the answer was both. Both. Pilate was speaking on behalf of himself. And also he was speaking from what he had heard from other people. Okay? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you to me. What have you done? So Pilate gets angry. He gets angry at Jesus and said, am I a Jew? In other words, I have nothing to do with your present problem. Your own people and the chief priests delivered you to me. So Pilate thinks that he has some power over Jesus. Okay? A matter which the Lord will set straight for him in Matthew 27. And says, Or you would have no power over me unless it was given you from above. Verse 36. Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Jesus says, I am a king. Yes, I am a king. But my kingdom is not from here. It is in a different place. And by extension, it is a different kingdom. And it is a better kingdom. And it is a higher kingdom. And you have no authority there. Pilate therefore, verse 37, said to him, are you a king then? You see, Pilate is so worried about this kingship of Jesus. Uh Jesus answered, you say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born. And for this cause I have come into the world. That I should bear witness to the truth. Of myself. (laughs) I have come to bear witness of myself that I am the king and I have a kingdom, but it is not of this world. And everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Jesus is not dialing back on the gas pedal, he keeps pushing on the gas, on the petrol. He's adding more wood to the fire. (laughs) I am a king, and I've come for this very reason to bear witness of myself and of the truth. And if Jesus must be born to come to the world, and he has a kingdom. That is not of this world. Then it means he pre-existed. He's coming to the world. Hear me. If you have a kingdom. That is not of this world. And he has come. Because I came from the United States. But before I went to the United States. I came from Zimbabwe. So I pre-existed. My life in the United States. Because I was in Zimbabwe. So Christ is saying. I came because I am coming from somewhere. I may look like I am 33 years old. But I am the God of creation. <laughs> I came. He was just not born. He came. <laughs> and he says to Pilate. If you were of the truth. In other words. If you. You, Pilate, were of God. You would hear my voice. In other words, you would agree with me. You would understand what I'm saying. Because my sheep hear my voice. You would hear my words. Yeah? And my sheep follow me. And you are not one of them. Oh yes, Pilate, you do not belong to me. Because if you were, you would not be having problems with me. Verse 38. Pilate said to him, (laughs) what is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no fault in him at all. So Pilate makes a declaration of Jesus' innocence. How is that possible? Based on what does Pilate pronounced the innocence of Jesus. The trial of Jesus was twofold. Hear me, hear me clearly. It was number one, to find him guilty, and yet to also find him sinless, as righteous, to confirm. That though he is condemned, he is a righteous man. So, Pilate was given by God to give the testimony that though he is guilty, he is not guilty. He is guilty not because of his sins. Yeah? Guilty, but not guilty. (laughs) But he must be condemned. But there must be a testimony. There must be a witness that he was a righteous man. In the Old Testament Let me see. In the Old Testament Leviticus 21 22, A lamb or anything that was to be offered as a sacrifice to God could not have any blemish. So if you're going to come and offer a cow to God, it could not have a mixture of black and white. It could not have red and some kind of brown and it had to be of one color. White or black or red. Yeah? It could not be blind. It could not be limping. And for the high priest. They could not have one finger shorter than the fingers that would be perfect, the hands that would be perfect. Okay? They could not be blind either. They could not have any blemishes. So they had to be inspected. The sacrifice had to be inspected to make sure that it was good to be given to God. So Christ is the sacrifice. He has to be inspected. And when he inspect something, there has to be a result whether it is fit for God or not so the trial of Jesus is the inspection of Jesus to see if he if he is fit to be the high priest and also the sacrifice that's what is happening with the trial it's for the inspection of Jesus that's why he is not guilty he has been inspected he is not guilty but he's guilty <laughs> because of imputation I find no fault with him at all. How does Pilate know that? Pilate was a sinner. (laughs) Pilate is not Pilate. Pilate is representing the testimony of God. God is speaking through Pilate. Because Pilate cannot tell whether Jesus is right or not. A sinner cannot tell that God is righteous by themselves. God has to say it himself. Pilate is being used by the Holy Spirit to tell us who Jesus is, that he is the Holy One of God. Okay? Even though he must die. Verse 39. Pilate then says, But you have a custom... That I should release someone to you at the Passover. Do you therefore want me to release to you the king of the Jews? <laughs> so there was a custom, a ritual, probably as a political tool. Pilate was a politician, he was some Kenyatta of sorts of the days, right? <laughs> he is playing politics to make the Jews happy. To pacify them. A political move. To release a prisoner to them. At the Passover. The Passover was done once every year. Since the Jews left Egypt. They were to observe it. One time every year. So it happened that. The Romans came up with this. That at the Passover. They would always release. One prisoner from the Jews to them. Okay? It was a political move. But it was a gospel move. Because God was preaching even through the politics. Okay? Who is the Passover? It's Christ Jesus. And this is the Passover day. And Jesus is the Passover Lamb of God. And when the Passover lamb was given in Egypt, what happened? The people of God were set free. So when the Passover of God is given, what happens? Someone must be set free. Someone must go home. (laughs) If the lamb was given to death, then someone must go home. Someone must go home. Must be justified. Must be redeemed. Must be ransomed. Yes. Must be perfected. Yes. Jesus, you know like when you go to the zoos, you don't have a zoo here. There are no zoos in Africa. Just let the wild animals everywhere. That's their home. That's the good thing. Everywhere else in the world, they don't have the kind of animals that are here in Africa. So they cage them. in The zoos. So people come and pay money to pet the sheep. Like there are some pets. Right? A pet. Oh, it's so cute. (laughs) Look at that baby sheep. That lamb is so cute. Jesus was not a cute lamb to be petted and to be admired by people. The lamb was given not to be admired for its cuteness. It was given to die. Jesus was given to die. Okay? Pilate is in God's hands. And he does not understand what God is teaching through the moment. And God says, Okay, Pilate, I'm going to preach my son through your politics. Yeah? Yeah? And Pilate says, should I release to you the king of the Jews? So Pilate wants to play safe For himself. The Jews wanted Pilate to kill Jesus. Pilate wants the Jews to kill Jesus. No one wants to take responsibility. <laughs> but everybody agrees that Jesus must die. <laughs> Pilate wants to play safe. You make the decision. Should I kill Jesus? Or should I kill one of your prisoners? Pilate wants the people to decide. Which thing he already judged. That they were eager to do. Pilate as a politician, he knew what the people wanted. (laughs) To put Jesus to death. So the language of release to you the king of the Jews was language to make the Jews angry because the Jews did not recognize Jesus as king. So Pilate wants the Jews to even get more angry so that they say crucify him. So Pilate is playing politics. He is turning the people against Jesus. But it is not him who is turning the people against Jesus. It is God working through him to turn the people against Jesus. Because Christ has an appointment with the cross. Verse 4. Then they all cried again saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. So, everybody was agreed. We do not like this man, Jesus. Give us Barabbas. That is the hatred they had for Jesus. Do not give us this man. Not this man. I need to slow down so that you hear what is being said. Not this man. Give us Barabbas they have a name for Barabbas but they don't have a name for Jesus not this man we, I, we don't know him but give us Barabbas, Barabbas. You know, wow. he, yes. we know Barabbas Jesus we do not know <laughs> not this man <laughs> please give us Barabbas and let us hear the extended exchange of the conversation Matthew gave us a much extended recording of the conversation. And it's beautiful, you have to hear. It. It's one of the reasons why I came to preach. Matthew 27, let's begin, Matthew 27. Matthew twenty seven, fifteen, beginning at fifteen. Matthew says now at the feast of the governor now at the feast the governor was accustomed to releasing to the people or to the multitude one prisoner whom they wished and at that time they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas and so that gives us the Facebook profile of Barabbas If Barabbas had a Facebook, (laughs) he was a thief, he was a murderer, he was a political activist, he loved politics, he was causing trouble. Remember the thugs that you were talking about when we were driving? That's him, (laughs) he was a notorious prisoner. In other words, he was a real sinner. That's the point. And that means Barabbas, because he committed murder, was supposed to what? To die. He must die. Barabbas must die. Because if he just stole things, you could do six months depending, maybe two years and go back home. If he caught some politics, if he's party wins the elections, he could just get a presidential pardon and go home. But he murdered. So he must die. So Barabbas knows that he must die. Barabbas knows he's on death row. Okay? The parents of Barabbas know that he must die. The friends of Barabbas know that he must die. Everybody knows this. Even Pilate knows that. Therefore, verse 17, Therefore when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to list to you? Barabbas or Jesus who is called Christ? For he knew that they had handed him over because of envy. So Pilate knew the attitude of the people against Jesus, that it was not good. And I'm sure the people also knew about Barabbas. Because they did not ask Pilate who this Barabbas was. The people did not say, okay, before we make a choice, can you tell us more about Barabbas? No, they knew who Barabbas was. That is how notorious he was as a city. But there's a problem. And you listen carefully. What authority did Pilate have to set free the Son of God? Could Jesus, the Son of God, who created the heavens and the earth, be set free by someone whom he created? Would not that defeat his mission? of setting the captives free because if Pilate can set Jesus free then Pilate should set me free. If Pilate can set Jesus free why not set all the sinners free? Who was the captive? Was Jesus the captive or was Pilate the captive? Was Pilate not a captive to sin? Were the people of the Jews not captives to sin? Was Barabbas not a captive to sin? And to condemnation? And to death? So, hear me, someone. We have Jesus. We have Pilate. We have Barabbas. Who should set one free? Who set Barabbas free? Was it the people of Israel? Was it the chief priest? Or was it Pilate? Was it not God? It was God. Verse 19. It's going to come clear. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him saying, have nothing to do with that just man, for I've suffered many things today in a dream because of him. Uh So, Miss Pilate, she is the first lady. She comes dressed up looking nice. And she is smelling good. The, the first lady has to smell good. But she's having some bad dreams. About Jesus. She comes with a new iPhone. It's just me. I'm just painting a picture. She's looking all good, but she's having some nightmares. Nightmares. Because of Jesus. As Nebuchadnezzar had some nightmares about Jesus. And she said to her husband, have nothing to do with that righteous man. I've suffered many things in a dream because of him. Brother David was saying, (laughs) he slept good last night. Because he had a good message on Christ. But when you hear bad teaching, You have nightmares. (laughs) She brings the testimony that Jesus was righteous. And that's coming from God. It's not coming from Pilate. It's not coming from Miss Pilate. God is testifying of the righteousness of his son. Miss Pilate comes to Mr. Pilate and says, Honey, may I have your credit card? So I can go to the mall. But leave this man alone. Give me some money. Go shopping. But leave this man alone. Let me spend your money. But leave this Jesus thing alone. This is the righteous man. Hear this. Verse 20. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitudes that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. So the chief priests and elders persuaded the people To ask for Barabbas. For Barabbas to be set free. And for Jesus to be destroyed. Why? Because that's what the law recommends. For Christ to be destroyed. As the Passover lamb of God. He must be destroyed. And yet it comes as if it's coming from Pilate. This is not coming from Pilate. It's coming from God. Christ was given to die. He was given to shed his blood. He came to die. He did not come to make our marriages to work better. I could come and give you teaching on that. On how to be very good wives and husbands. How to raise good children. How to educate children. But that what set Barabbas free. (laughs) The chief priests are not doing anything new. Even though they have a different motivation, a different reason, they are still preaching God's gospel. Even though they don't know it, they still preaching. Verse 21. The governor answered and said to them, Which of the two do you want me to list to you? They said, Barabbas. So Barabbas is the people's choice. They want Barabbas. And the people are right. They should get Barabbas. Why? Because that is the only way for Barabbas to be set free. That is the only way for Barabbas to be set free. For anybody who knows anything about law. If you are guilty of murder and it's first degree, you cannot pay your way out. Even if you have 100 billion dollars, you cannot pay your way out. So Barabbas has no way out, no one can set him free. He only has one way to be set free. Yes. <laughs> That is the only way for Barabbas who is a notorious sinner can be justified before God. If Christ is condemned in his place and that you say Barabbas must be set free. Why? Because you are Barabbas. Okay? You and me Barabbas. Barabbas is not some man who happened in the time of Jesus. He represented us all. He carried our testimony as sinners who were condemned to die. Barabbas was on death row. And if you're on death row, you're kept in chains. And Christ came to set the septum free. (laughs) Barabbas cannot go home with the chains. They must be removed. Captive set free. And Jesus is doing his work. Serving his people. Verse 22. Pilate then said to them, What then shall I do with Jesus who is called Christ? If Barabbas is set free, is justified from his sins, what then do we do What then do I do with this one who is called Christ? In other words, what shall be done to Jesus for Barabbas to go home? What shall be done to Jesus for you to go home? For you to be justified? For you to be made holy? Something must be done to Jesus. Barabbas is not just going home That would be unjust. Why? Because God does not forgive sin without payment. Someone must pay. Barabbas cannot just go home. Barabbas and Jesus cannot both go home. Someone must remain. Someone must remain. Someone must stand in the place of Barabbas. And be guilty of what Barabbas was guilty of. A sinner does just not go home. People just don't go to heaven because they died. <laughs> Remember Barabbas was on death row. The law condemned him as a murderer and as a thief. So how then does a murderer and a thief go home? Something must be done with Jesus. Something must happen to Jesus. The Jesus who is called the Christ. And if this is done, then Barabbas must go home. They all said to him, to Pilate, What shall I do with this one called Jesus? And the people said, all of them, Oh, we love Jesus, keep him. Let him be crucified. That's some serious preaching. That is straightforward preaching. That's clear teaching. That's plain teaching. He must be crucified. The people do not say, let's pray for Jesus. Let's have an all night prayer for Jesus. Let's call on the prayer warriors for Jesus. (laughs) Pray for Jesus cannot set Barabbas free. They did not say, let us fast for Jesus. Let us make a collection for Jesus. They did not say, let's put Jesus for two years, or for five years, or ten years. No, they said, let him be crucified. Because the Lamb of God must be crucified. Let his blood be shed. That's gospel preaching. twenty-three. the governor said, why? What evil has he done? No, he has not done any evil. But they cried out the more saying, let him be crucified. They are serious preachers. If they talk about Jesus, they want a crucified Christ. Let him be crucified. But that's God's message. That's God's gospel. We want a crucified Christ. Do not take him off the cross. Crucify him. Why? Why is God repeating this through them? Because there's no other condition to be met for a sinner to be set free other than the crucified Christ. God is preaching through both Pilate and the people of Israel. Pilate is a type of God who is presiding over the trial of Christ. Okay? Verse 24. And when Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, but rather that a tumult or tumult was rising, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I'm innocent of the blood of this just person. You sit it. And that is God's testimony about this Christ. Pilate is saying, I'm washing my hands. This is a just man. The just man, and yet he is going to the cross. Okay? The person who must stand the place in the place of Barabbas must be a just man. He must be a righteous man for him to justify his people. Verse 25. And all the people answered him, His blood be on us and our children. Why? Because they were angry at Jesus. But more than that. God was preaching. They did not come up with this. God was preaching Exodus chapter 12. The Passover lamb. In Exodus chapter 12. When the children of Israel. Were being set free. From their bondage. In Egypt under Pharaoh. What did God say? You kill a lamb, you take the blood of the lamb and you put it on your doors. And when I come with the angel of death to bring judgment, I'm going to be killing people like flies. But when I see the blood, not your faith, not your works. When I see the blood, the blood blood that God sees, because a lot of people have a lot of blood, Mm -hmm. but it's not the blood that God sees. You only sees one kind of blood. When I see the blood in the darkness of the night, Uh in the darkness of your sin, because your sin and mine are dark, but God sees the one blood. When I see the blood. I will pass over you. I will not judge you. I will not condemn you. I will accept you. And guess what? That night, there were people who had the blood on their doors. Who were so afraid. They could not sleep. Because they thought they were going to die. There were people We were very worried. There were people who were sick. There were people who did not have money. But that did not matter. Because that's not what God was looking for. He was looking for the blood of the Lamb. And now the blood of the Lamb has come. And it must be shed. It is the blood of Christ. And when it has been shed, someone must go home. (laughs) So the people say, let his blood be upon us, so that God may see it Hallelujah. and not condemn us Amen. upon us. Upon us. Yes. yes they're angry, yes. but they're preaching. Yes. <laughs> Let his blood be Amen. where upon us, upon us. Yes. and our children. Yes. so that God may see it yes. and not condemn us. Yes. That's gospel preaching. Ah. Amen. That's what they were saying. They did not understand it. Yes. This is the Holy Spirit teaching us and connecting what God has been teaching over the years. Yes. Let his blood be upon us and our children because that is the only way of salvation for us and our children. The blood of Christ. That is the only condition that God requires for your salvation. Nothing else Nothing. is the blood of Christ upon us and our children. Amen. Yeah? Verse 26. when they have said that, then he released Barabbas to them, God. Where it says he, that, that's Pilate, right? But truthfully, you can put God there. Then God released Barabbas to them. Yes. And when he had caged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. So Pilate ordered for Barabbas to be set free to the people. But see the sequence and the basis of that release. And when he had scaged Jesus, and that means beating Jesus, had Jesus beaten by many stripes. He delivered him to be crucified. Not to be given dinner. Not to be given lunch. Not to be given more water to drink. To be crucified. So to our earlier question, who set Barabbas free? Was it Pilate? Was he the chief priests or the people of Israel? No, none of them. Because a sinner cannot set another sinner free. A sinner cannot set another sinner free. A sinner who is condemned to die can only be set free by the crucified Christ. And that means it is Jesus who set Barabbas free. And that means Barabbas is brother Barabbas. He was saved. Yes. And that may come as an offense to many people because they'll say, "Oh, we never had a prayer meeting with Barabbas, so we don't know if he we was saved. We never saw the good works of Barabbas. We never saw the faith of Barabbas. But the faith of Barabbas is there." It is Christ. Jesus. Did not ask Barabbas. For his permission to be served. Jesus did not say. Oh Barabbas. Do you think it is a good idea. If I go and die. In your place. No Jesus is quiet. But he is God. He is running the show. God does not need your permission to set you free. God has never needed permission from anyone to set his people free. That's why Barabbas was set free by Jesus who stood. If Jesus stands in your place, you are going home. If Jesus stands in your place, you are going home. With Barabbas. And Barabbas had his friends. That he used to barbecue with. They used to drink. I mean this are a sinner. <laughs> and they're playing. What do you call that? Uh, where they Play the balls and. Is it slug or whatever? Barabbas goes home. And everyone. Is amazed. How did Barabbas. Come back home. Barabbas, what happened to you? I'm imagining there was a conversation. It's not recorded, but I can imagine the conversation. Barabbas is home. This brother was condemned to die. Everybody knows it, and we see him back home. And he's free. What happened to him? Barabbas says, I don't really know what happened. But I heard That they took Jesus in my place. I don't know everything that happened. But I heard. That they took Jesus. And they set me free.
1: That's why I'm home. (laughs)
0: They took Jesus. If you have me. If you seek in me. Let this go their way. That's the point. If you seek me. Set this free. Christ was crucified and we have been set free. Amen. People don't know the gospel. I'm not lying to you. People have not had the gospel of Christ. They've been to church, never had the gospel. Christ released Barabbas to them. In other words, he justified Barabbas. He justified us. Yeah? Salvation happened not because we chose Christ, not because we invited Jesus, but because he stood in our place. Okay? Jesus stood for Barabbas. That's all that matters. What Barabbas knows or doesn't know does not matter. As long as Jesus stood for him, Okay? What you know about Jesus is not what causes your salvation. You could never know enough about Jesus to be saved. It's impossible. Because Jesus is God. Okay? What matters is that he stood in your place. That's the simplicity of the gospel. Okay? Because if Barabbas was not saved, None of us except, if Barabbas, Because Barabbas was not baptized. The thief on the cross was not baptized. The thief on the cross did not go to any prayer meeting. He could not do any works because he was crucified. And yet Jesus said to him, "This day, you shall be with me in paradise." This day, thief on the cross, did nothing. And yet he was with Jesus. Let this go their way. Remember I told you this is the let this go their way conference. You too must go your way. Because Christ has stood to be condemned in your place. Barabbas was not set free by Pilate was not set free by his good works because we know he had none was not set free by the people of Israel he was set free by the Passover lamb of God he was set free by the blood of the lamb this is salvation by grace Barabbas did not choose Jesus he could not choose Jesus but Jesus chose Barabbas Jesus chose Peter but Jesus did not choose Judas. Yeah? Yes. Anyone for whom Christ stands for must be justified. Amen. That is the sufficiency of the cross. Glory to God. There are no two ways about it. Yes. Barabbas means, remember, in the reference that we had in Luke where Jesus was praying for the disciples and said, Simon, Simon. Okay? No, this was not from this message. It was from yesterday's message. Where Jesus said, Simon, son of Jonah. Simon, bar Jonah. Barabbas is bar. It means son of. Abba is father. Son of the Father, when the Christ has been taken to die, the sons of the Father are set free. When the Christ has been taken, all the sons of the Father, who are barabbas, must go home. They must be set free.. Let these go their way because they are clean. Barabbas was clean. Barabbas was clean. Not before men, but before God. Because Christ justified him. Because God set him free. This passover Lamb of God had been given to be crucified in our place in your place and that is the imputation of the cross Mm -hmm. the sins of Barabbas had been imputed to Christ and the righteousness of Christ imputed to Barabbas and when that happens someone must go home (laughs) that's imputation that's the gospel that's a big amen. amen. We are done with this message. Let us pray. Our oh, Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for these many wonderful words that have been spoken by the recording of the apostles and by the teaching of the Holy Spirit to show us the testimony of Christ and Him crucified and what that should mean in the simplest of ways as was demonstrated by the setting free of Barabbas, because the Christ had stood in his place to take his sins and to pay for them that very day on Mount Calvary. And we all who name Christ were set free then. We were justified by his sacrifice. We honor you, we glorify you for this day. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.